Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. I'm so glad that you're with us today. My name is Pastor David. I've been pastor of the Gate Christian Bible Church since 2003. 2003, December is when we started this church, and I would have never guessed where we would be 17 years later. But we know that God's been with us every step of the way, and He's not going to stop now. So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep forging. We're going to keep resilient. We're going to keep faithful by God's grace so that He can move us and take us to where He wants us to go. This morning, as I start I don't know if you've ever heard of a man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. On April 5th, 1943, he was arrested for being outspoken against Hitler and his Nazi regime. Just a few years before, Bonhoeffer, a German theologian and pastor, had started an underground movement and a seminary called the Confessing Church, which was eventually closed by the Nazis in 1937. He was also forbidden to speak or right. On April 9, 1945, one month before Germany surrendered, Bonhoeffer was hanged for treason. He was permanently canceled. But his words still ring true today when he said, The church was silent when it should have cried out, because the blood of the innocent was crying aloud to heaven. God has given his church a voice. It's a voice of truth. And the voice of truth cannot be silenced, especially when we see the blood of the innocent crying out to heaven. And we see evil and wickedness running rampant. Because in 2020, the father of lies, the murderer, Satan, tried to silence God's church. But you can't silence the lambs because eventually we roar like lions. See, cancel culture will try to shut your mouth, but the church can never be canceled. So today, in part two, get ready for a breakthrough, the prison. We're going to look at two roaring lions of truth, Paul and Silas, and how God broke through those prison walls so that God's voice could ring loud and clear. When it seems like you're in prison, persist. you got to persist. See, 2020 was like a prison of sorts. All of a sudden, what we took for granted, our freedom of speech, our freedom of assembly, was in risk of being taken away. Those in authority took it upon themselves to dictate to the people what they thought was best. And they're finding out now that the lambs have voices. And we will not submit to authoritarian regimes because we have one king, Jesus Christ. Sadly, however, there are still lambs who want to remain silent for fear of retribution and a fear of being canceled. In Bonhoeffer's case, how long can the church remain silent while evil and wickedness try and steal the show? Not on my watch. The powers that tried to silence Paul and his companion Silas 
In Acts 16, we find the crescendo of what is inevitable. Paul would push the envelope too far and end up in prison. Open your Bible to Acts chapter 16, and that's where we're going to be today. I'm going to start in verse 16. Paul, remember Paul, he's on a second missionary trip now, and he's planted many churches. And in verse 16, it says, It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, which I love that, he's going to pray, a slave girl having a spirit of divination, the Greek word is python, which meant she was a fortune teller. She met us, Paul says, Luke is writing this, who was bringing her master's much profit by fortune telling. Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out saying, these men are slaves and servants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. So even a woman who was possessed by a spiritual python, a snake, spoke truth. She said, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they're telling you how to be saved. And she continued doing this for many days, so she kept saying this over and over and over and over, and Paul, I love this, Paul got greatly annoyed, and he turned and said to the Spirit, now listen to this, he looked at the woman, but he spoke to the Spirit. Because it's the spirit that had oppressed her and possessed her. And he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And at that very moment, the spirit of that python, that snake spirit, came out of her. That's great news, right? This woman was possessed by an evil spirit. And Paul in the authority of Jesus Christ, who he's given his church, spoke truth like a roaring lion and commanded that spirit come out in the name of Jesus. And we have the same power today. We can speak to the lies and say, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. It's great news. But look what happens. When her masters, the ones that owned her, saw that their prophet was going to be gone, They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion, and they're Jews. Always blame God's people, right? For taking away our prophet. They don't care about that woman. These people in authority don't care about you. They care about their power. They care about their authority. And they go on, and these men, these Jews, are proclaiming customs which is not lawful for us to accept or to observe because we are Romans. Whoop-de-doo. Who wants to be a Roman? Not me. You know, we send our kids and our families to be trained in the public schools, and then we wonder why they come back speaking and looking like Romans. If there's something we should learn, church, is we need to take back what's ours. And what the House of Representatives are taking out terms like women and men and father, and they want it to be all the same because they want to destroy the family. But here's the thing. It's the spirit behind that. 
Satan wants to destroy what is good. He wants to destroy this nation that's good. We need to speak the truth. We're not going to be silent. They can't silence the lambs. Unless you want to be silent, I'm not going to be silent. Don't be silent. Speak the truth. So basically, why were these people in power, in the political power, being authorities in that culture where Paul lived? They were Romans. What were they upset about? They were upset about, hey, these guys are messing with our stuff. And that's how they thought of that woman. They didn't think of her as a person. You know, so I love Jesus because he looks at us and he sees who we are, not just a piece of meat. He sees us as people made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. He looks at you and he looks at me. He says, I want to free you from the spirit of Python. I want to free you so that you can escape. You can escape. When we belong to Jesus, Jesus never loses those who belong to him. In fact, he said, Father, I have not lost one of them. Because we all can escape. We all are rescued in Jesus Christ. So we have to persist. We have to persist in the face of evil. And we have to speak truth to power. That spirit inside that woman was powerful, but not more powerful than the spirit who lives in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, spirit of Python, the snake, come out. Come out. Get thee behind me, Satan. Augustine said this, truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose and it will defend itself. And this has been my prayer, Lord. May the truth come out. May the truth be revealed because Jesus said, the truth will set you free. And it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that is truth because it's the word of God. And it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that has to be preached so that the darkness can escape and come into the light. There's many people who are like that woman walking around, don't even know they're possessed by a spirit of Python, the snake, the liar, the murderer, Satan. But here's the good news. The power of darkness cannot exist in the light. So we shine the light. Now here's an important truth that I want you to realize and know as we begin 2021. And I know you know it, but I don't know if you really believe it. It's this. Nothing happens apart from God's sovereign will. Nothing. Everything is sovereignly ordained by God. He is on his throne. And even when it's uncomfortable, he's still in control. And when they try to cancel you and throw you in a prison, you realize that it's God who's sovereignly working behind the scenes to accomplish his will for his glory. So that's how we persist. We persist because we trust God. Now notice in verses 23 and 24, notice these words. It says, when they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. 
having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, who ultimately gave that command? Who put Paul and Silas in prison, ladies and gentlemen? You know, Jesus understood this more than anyone. He knew that everything that was happening to him was happening exactly according to his father's plan. When Pilate looked at him and said, don't you know I have the power to set you free? You know what Jesus said? You only have that power, Pilate, because God the Father granted it to you. When Judas, Jesus' friend, betrayed him, Jesus knew that it was all being done according to Scripture. It was ultimately God the Father who put his son on that cross. But it was for a good purpose. It didn't make it easier for Jesus. Jesus felt all the pain and experienced it. He felt the feelings we feel. But he persisted because he knew it was all according to his father's plan. So when those in power give commandments and directives that are uncomfortable, we realize that they would not have that power if it were not granted to them by the father. But, this is important, when what they direct you to do goes directly against what God says is true, then, as Bonhoeffer, we must speak truth to power and we must resist because we serve a higher authority. This series is based on this verse, Habakkuk 1.5, where it says, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. Grasp onto that verse. Hold on to it. Speak it out loud. God is going to do something in our day that we would not believe, even if you're told, this is going to happen in 2021. I believe it. Look what it says. God says, I'm going to do something. Paul and Silas, God did something for Paul and Silas. He put him in prison because the something might be uncomfortable. But here's what I want you to hear. I'd rather God do something than nothing. I want him to do something because when he's doing something, it's good. When he's doing nothing, that's not good. So let's trust God something. So Paul and Silas spoke truth to power and they ended up in prison. But it was in that prison where God would do something that we wouldn't even believe if he told us. When it seems like you're in prison, praise. Praise like never before. Paul and Silas were thrown into prison because they commanded an evil spirit to come out of a spiritually imprisoned person. This woman was set free by the name of Jesus Christ. What would you do if you were thrown into prison for leading someone to Christ, for speaking truth to power? I don't know what you'd do, but I know what Paul and Silas did. Look what they did. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there came a great earthquake, and immediately, all the doors were open, and everyone's chains came undone. Think about that. Paul and Silas, in the prison, praised God, and all the prisoners heard it. It's kind of like today. We're not in a prison, per se, but we're separated. But we praise God and we all hear it. 
We all worship. And then an earthquake hits and all the doors come open. How is it possible that Paul and Silas could pray and praise in prison? How is it possible? They knew the truth. They knew the truth that I told you earlier. Nothing happens outside the sovereign will of God. When you pray, when you praise, doors open and chains are unfastened. So here, rather than be down in the dumps, let's rise up to heaven. Let's pray. Let's praise. We got to pray like never before. We got to praise like never before. Look, Satan tried to close the church, but instead he paved the way for more prayer and praise. He put us in a prison, and in that prison, we have learned to pray and praise like never before because it's all God orchestrated and ordained. Nothing happens outside the sovereign will of God. So I want to publicly confess that I thank you, Lord, for the prison. Can you say that? Say, thank you, Lord, for the prison. Because our voices are getting stronger. Our faith is getting stronger. We're rising up and getting ready for that breakthrough. Because without this time, we could not be the church that God wants us to be. But here's the other part of it. What's the point of being in prison if others don't get to see the light? So, when it seems like you're in prison, you got to preach. You got to speak truth to power. Look, and do you agree with me that 2020 has been the most intense spiritual battle you've ever encountered? It is for me. Turn back to Acts chapter 16, and let's pick up in verse 27. What just happened? Paul and Silas were praying, praising God. All the prisoners heard. The doors came open. And then in verse 27, the jailer wakes up and he sees the prison doors open. And what does he do? He pulls out his sword to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. He would have been killed. But Paul cried out with a loud voice and he says to the jailer, who I'm sure was not a very nice person to him, don't harm yourself. We're all here. I can imagine. They're in the prison. Wouldn't you just run out of the door? They're having a praise service. There's an earthquake. God is there. They're together. They're like experiencing something like you've never experienced in a prison. And Paul, instead of telling the jailer like, yeah, you should go to hell. Have you ever thought of that? I get convicted when I don't pray for my enemies. And I started praying this week, Lord, I pray that you would open their eyes, because they don't even know what they're doing. Save them, Lord. Save all the representatives in Washington. Save all the senators. Save all the governors. Save them, Lord. Open their eyes so they can see the truth. So Paul says, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And he calls for the lights, rushed in, and the jailer, trembling with fear, falls down before Paul and Silas. If they weren't in prison, this great awakening wouldn't have happened. And verse 30 is an incredible verse. He brought them out and he said, Sirs, 
what must I do to be saved? If Paul and Silas weren't in prison, do you think the jailer would have just automatically just realized that I got to be saved? You see, what Satan meant for evil, God turned around for good. The lights came on, literally, in the prison cell, and for the good of Paul and Silas, but also for the good of the jailer and his entire family. God used the prison to preach the truth. God orchestrated this entire episode. And Paul and Silas went along with the plan, even though it was painful and uncomfortable, because the lights came on and the truth was preached. Like I said, this has been an incredibly challenging year, but we got to preach. I got to preach, praying to God that the doors of the jail will get open. That's why I'm doing this. That's why you do your part. That's why you pray for your enemies. That's why you pray for the jailers. Because I want them to get saved. I want people to get saved. You see, in the 1700s, there was a great awakening in this country. Do you know at that time what the most important building in the city was? The church building. Do you know who the most important person was? The pastor. Because people knew that the most important business that could be done is the preaching of the gospel. And it's still the most important. And I want a greater awakening. I want a greater awakening. Because when we come out of this prison and the jail cells are open, I want thousands and millions of people in this world to repent and fall down before Jesus Christ and say, what must I do to be saved? That's what it's all about. So we got to preach. The breakthrough is always preceded by a breakdown. God has to break me down. He stretches me. He disciplines me all for his purpose and for the benefit of others. Because what better words to hear than, what must I do to be saved? In that case, the prisoner's worth every second. As Peter wrote, in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks. Give the reason for the hope that is in you. Always be prepared in prison or out of prison. Because when someone asks, Sir, what must I do to be saved? What's the answer? Paul and Silas said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your family. So the jailer's life was changed because of Paul and Silas being in prison. The jailer's family's life was changed because of the prison. If not for the prison, people would not be saved. The prison is happening because of the salvations to come. The breakthrough. What is uncomfortable for you right now is a breakthrough for someone else. The prison in 2020 will lead to the salvations of 2021. Believe it. God is going to do something in our day that we wouldn't believe even if he told us. So how will 2021 be different? Well, the answer to that question depends on the answer to this question. How will you be different 
in 2021? Will you persist? Will you praise? Will you preach? Because God is going to do something in 2021 that we wouldn't believe even if he told us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the prison. Thank you that you're working in the midst of all this that was supposed to be 15 days to flatten the curve has turned into many months. We know, Lord, that you're preparing us, but we can't go back to the way it was. We can't be complacent. We can't just see it as something we take for granted because it could be taken away at any moment. But the prison is good because you're going to do something. And that something is always good. It's better than nothing. Please do something, Lord. We cry out to you, do something so that many people will fall down and repent and worship Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be His voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com. Make me your voice.